Welcome to VSI, Variation Selection Inheritance, a podcast production of the National Science Foundation's Beacon Center for the Study of Evolution in Action. I'm Randall Hayes. This week, the week between Christmas and New Year's, is traditionally a time for reflection. For most people, that's about telling a story that makes sense. Randy Olson, in his book Don't Be Such a Scientist, talks about how the typical Hollywood three-act screenplay has one storyline with a beginning, a middle, and an end, starring one hero who faces one clearly defined menace, or maybe a series of related menaces, and wins, like Jack Burton in Big Trouble in Little China, the screenplay of which I referenced yesterday on the blog. This is optimized for emotional satisfaction, but it has not a whole lot to do with how the real world works. Our real lives consist of events that may have little to do with one another. Like in another W.D. Richter screenplay, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, in which the deaths of Buck's parents at the hands of Hanoi Shan have absolutely nothing to do with the current plot by the Red Lectroids from Planet 10. might be fun for an artist to play with those conventions to deliberately confuse the audience, but it totally shows at the box office. Reality rarely sells. My fellow travelers in this life do not agree that I, Randall Hayes, am the hero of the story. Each and every one of them wants to be the hero too, and rarely are the problems we face as solvable and satisfying as killing a monster. Why is that? It seems the basic problem is that those emotional parts of our brains are not smart enough to deal with a complicated reality. We have to simplify things so that they make sense emotionally. That problem is kind of magnified by the medium that you're telling the story in. Audio memory for a constantly moving stream of speech like this podcast is just not as good as visual memory for the static written page. That's why oral storytellers tend to repeat themselves. So here's an experiment. I'm going to tell a story whose structure is, I think, kind of, optimized for the audio podcast. In a day or two, I'll tell that same story on the blog with all the branching and digressions necessary to represent something closer to reality. Obviously, it will still be simplified. Otherwise, you would be actually living my life, which would be creepy. So, here goes. While my in-laws were in town to spoil my son during winter break, I spent two days before Christmas on a meditation retreat at a Korean Wan Buddhist temple outside Chapel Hill. During the days, I sat silently in the zendo by myself, staring at a spot on the wall or watching a pine branch sway in the wind outside, waiting for the racing stream of my own thoughts to slow down and give me some peace and quiet. In between those sessions, I did yard work type service for the temple, raking leaves, planting trees, that kind of thing. In the evenings, I stayed with my friend Corbin, drinking beer and playing munchkin and talking science and fatherhood while his baby daughter kept grabbing my fingers and sticking them in her mouth along with anything else she could get hold of. That little girl had the salivary glands of a champion. She also apparently had a cold, which I caught and which put an early end to my retreat. You might think I'd have been upset about that, but those two days of sitting, which was one day more than I had ever managed before, 
did work some change in my attitude. I was more willing to accept responsibility than to assign blame. Also, digging holes in rocky ground is pretty hard work to do for five days, even when you don't have a cold. So I figured two was enough for now. When I got home, my wife had independently brought home a cold from work. So we spent the holiday trying not to touch anyone or anything except the dog, who is immune to most human viruses, which was okay. I still wanted that time alone, so I spent some sunny days outside, either working in her own garden or hiking the trails around the lake towns and reservoir, noticing how many different species of ferns and fungi seem to thrive there during the winter when the trees get out of the way, or standing up on a hillside watching the blue herons hunt down in the marsh. Some of them stride out into the channels, actively stalking. Other ones, different personalities, stand very still, not moving for minutes at a time. When it was raining, I stayed inside and drank chicken soup and read books and tried to sleep. When the in-laws left town and my wife went back to work, still nursing her own cold, I had to find some way to deal with my sugared-up, newly 10-year-old son, who can rarely sit still long enough to eat a meal, much less meditate or sit in a bird blind. The dog helps burn off some of that energy, but not enough for me to really rest and recuperate. Let me be clear, he's not ADD or anything like that. He has plenty of focus when he chooses to use it. He spent two days building an 800-piece Lego set with zero help from me other than an occasional, how's it going? More of a question of engaging that focus. So we went to the bookstore over on Battleground and picked up the first season of Kung Fu, the martial arts western from the early 1970s with David Carradine, which I watched in after-school reruns as a boy about his age. He has been unimpressed by the early 1970s slow-motion fight scenes, but I actually heard him say, and I quote, I think I'm learning stuff from this show. What do you mean? Well, some of that stuff Master Poe said makes sense. About the fighting, I mean. So my attempt to introduce Eastern philosophy has not gone, you know, swimmingly well, but oh well. Onward and onward. And that was our story. Nice and linear. Check out the blog over the next few days, and I'll tell you what really happened. Well, part of it, anyway. And stay tuned throughout the next year for more evolution interviews, movie reviews, and scurrilous news. Also, check out our surprisingly popular website, variationselectioninheritance.podbean.com, for links and extensions to anything you've heard today. Or you can track what's going on through our Facebook page or our Twitter feed at VSI Beacon. VSI is produced by me, Randall Hayes, at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University with funding from the National Science Foundation. Thanks for listening.